0: everybody, and welcome back to the Rando-ish podcast. I am, of course, your host, Doug.
1: And I'm that Nick guy that you always hear about, that you always complain about, that you always love and adore.
0: And I was going to say, as they call him on the streets, Nick Bro Slice. I don't like Anyway, no, they, well, they It's more likely they call you that than your other nickname, Nick, that you made up for yourself. Nick Bro Slice? Um, Nick Bro Slice, yeah.
1: What, what does it even mean?
0: <laughs> well, look it up. All right, I'll look. I'll look that up. Yeah. Well, it won't be Nick, bro. It'll be another name. But Slice is certainly. Well, now I don't know what to look up. I'll tell you afterwards. All right. Um, if you know, you know, Nick. So, guys, welcome back to the Randomish Podcast, the most random place on Earth, and we like to, uh, you know, titillate your mind with different ideas and different random thoughts and whatever comes from our. Yeah, titillating. Uh, one of our just whatever pops up to our head through that particular week. Uh we like to generally get on here and discuss it and um
1: it's not organized at all. We no. have no idea what we're talking about all the time.
0: Well, that's not true entirely, but I mean it's a rabbit hole and it's a rabbit hole of thoughts. And um I'm glad to share them with you all as as and I'm glad to discuss them with Nick as we have them. So welcome back everybody. Glad to be here once again. This is our what, twenty fourth episode, Nick? Yeah, yeah. Are we're mounting
1: sure? yeah, we're mounting on that uh that uh quarter.
0: That half year mark, yeah. Man. Yeah. It's exciting. So, and we have a special guest today. We
1: do. We've been trying to get this guy on the show for so long. Since the beginning. And, uh, you know, I reached out to him mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, would you like to be on our show? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. What show? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we also didn't figure out that he re- he was under the impression because you sent him the, I think, probably the original oh, podcast yeah, yeah. that we only made one episode. So imagine his surprise when we met up today and discussed, oh, this is our 24th episode. He was like, you've done 23 of these? <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, without further ado, we'd like to welcome our friend, our dear friend, Freddie on. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Freddie. can call me Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Freddie is our friend from Egypt. We've known him for a number of years now, and uh, we were glad to have him on. He got to escape his household. He is a family man uh you know newly, new baby. Minted. Yeah, newly minted family new, man you know I mean? <laughs> well he was he was a married man for a while now he's a family man because yeah. he has the baby so um
2: how's everything going with that freddie everything is doing all right um learning a lot with the baby of course the marriage life everything yeah yeah it's a lot I'm to learn just glad sure. you
1: yes. could break away for a moment we'll, we'll be sure to get you back as soon as possible we're Please just barring do. you for a moment See,
0: i understand <laughs> because i've been there i understand how like rare this opportunity is to have you here today you know because most of the time i couldn't i wasn't going nowhere i was home and we were with the baby and i wasn't even doing anything with the baby a lot of times and i would just be there and i would be if i needed to be there for support or to help or whatever you know carly actually took a lion's share of the responsibility especially in his first couple of years and i was afraid i was gonna drop him or break him or drown him or any other horrible way the thing other way that you could do to a baby man that's a heck of an anxiety that yeah. i that i suffer and yeah. i don't i'm not a family man
1: yeah you know but just like listening to you guys talk about this oh. stuff like i am anxious listening to
2: not it yeah the no time. there's let me tell you about the first week man <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. i, I want to hear it <laughs> walking around in the house not even like I can't even sit down. No sleep, like zero sleep. Oh, wow. Every time he moves, he makes any noise. You know, he's like, like, "Ah." I just wake up, jump out of the bed. Is he okay? Does he need anything? Is he hungry? Does he need to change? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I just sleep right next to him. Any noise, I have to wake up and stand up in the middle of the night. Imagine how many times.
0: Yeah, no, that's, you didn't sleep for like probably a month at least before he probably kind of like, got to got sleep together and you probably <sighs> relaxed. So, but his fatherhood, man, to his parenthood. So it's a beautiful thing now. Now, is he getting around, crawling? Yes. Okay. yes. All now right, he's so he's exactly getting into like, shit now, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 laughing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, so yeah, you starting to enjoy a little bit more? Yeah. All right. I remember that time, man. It was sweet. You know, they smile at you. They're happy. Um now my son's 14 and he never smiles i was gonna say like that
1: that moment is so fleeting it is
0: well it 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 isn't because it is a journey i mean you gotta remember i mean you know his baby's not even one but still it for some reason it does seem when you reflect on that time it just goes by so quickly you know what i mean so hold on to it um because yeah by the time he's 14 uh, you may want to punch him in the face because I certainly want to punch my son in the face on a regular basis. You
1: know, I hear your son's been uh punching other people in the face. Recently. No, what do you mean? Well, I mean like with his he's he he played some football. Oh I yeah,
0: was. no, he played. He had his little. He, bit he of had first. some full contact. He some. Yes, he got his first action on the field uh, last past week. That was very cool. Nice. I uh filmed every play um because I'm a crazy dad. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to see it. I was very proud. It was a lifelong dream to see my son walk out, run out in the field and, 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 you know, play a little bit of football. And it was cool. And he actually, you know, and I told you before the show, I was a little frustrated because I wanted to see him get a few more snaps in um, because, you know, I'm a dad and I want to see my son get the most opportunities possible. Um, yeah. What did, but, you call,
1: what did you call yourself? You called yourself a, a stage, a dad. bit of a stage dad. <laughs> a bit of a yeah. Stage
0: dad? Yeah. But you know what? It was a cool moment after the game like i'm like i'm a little bit annoyed i'll be honest like i was a little bit disappointed for him and i thought well you know he just should have got a little bit more of an opportunity there was a chance to put him back in and they didn't and i remember he walked up to the stands and waved at me and carly almost to kind of say did you see me you know what i mean it was almost like this this child still childlike kind of thing of did you see me and I I said, yeah, man, we waved at you and whatnot. And then he looked back, I mean, he smiled so big and he was so proud of himself that um, all that, whatever I felt melted away. I was totally good after that. That's awesome, man. Um, so yeah, it was a cool experience. Um, he also, I told you guys pre-show that he has a, he's going to homecoming and he has a date. Ooh. Uh, Carly and him met uh, his date and their parents and her parents um, at Starbucks. And they had some coffee and um, kind of, you know, just shared pleasantries. I heard I had to work, so I wasn't there for that. Um, so hopefully that'll be a nice experience. So we'll see. Nice. Keep, stay tuned. Right? Is he going to wear a suit? Well, we haven't decided that yet. He, wa- I was like, do you want to wear a suit or do you want to wear yes. a shirt Just a shirt and tie? And he was like, I don't know. And so he's very noncommittal. Like, honestly, if I left it to him, he'd wear a T-shirt and jeans.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would wear. <laughs> You'd wear cargo shorts, brother. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, if anything, it's like I'd show up in flip flops. Yeah, so.
0: cargo shorts, a visor. <laughs> so, uh, anything else going on, Nick? Uh,
1: no, I'm just I'm thinking of all the homecomings that I went to when I was a kid.
0: Okay, you know, I think Did I went. Go?
1: I think I went to exactly one. I think I went to one too. I don't
0: think I went to many. Yeah, I think
1: I went one time. Yeah, I was. I think I went to one in my sophomore year. Okay, right? we don't and, have. Uh,
2: any homecoming no. in egypt okay no did,
1: did you have any uh formal dances at all or i know you i know you've been on the dance floor before i've seen you do it what what, what kind of dance floor well like i remember <laughs>
2: okay that's not a home <laughs> <laughs> that's true
1: uh i i know i uh, i was at your um you know uh, not your wedding but your the engagement yeah the engagement party and uh you yeah. got
0: down pretty hard
2: yeah just because I had a couple of drinks. I was ask bit, you everybody has to nothing to drink yeah. tonight.
0: Everybody gets down when they get a couple in them, man. That's for yeah. sure. All that fear melts away, <laughs> and you get after it. Oh yeah. Um, so uh what was I gonna say? I felt like oh, I watched a new show. Oh I I started and completed a new show. It was called Mayor of Easttown. It was an HBO Max show. It took place in uh, central Pennsylvania. Okay. And um yeah, it was very good. Very good. What's it about? It's a murder mystery, more or less, and it takes place in this It sounds like something
1: that Carly would be very into. No,
0: I was into (laughs) it. Well, the reason why, I was the one who recommended it because I had heard about it from one of my friends. A lot of the draw for me initially was... The people have the same accent as where I came from in Pennsylvania. It's a very distinct, like, western Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania kind of accent. I didn't
1: realize you had an accent.
0: Well, I don't because I didn't live there that long. I only lived there eight years. I lived in California longer. I lived here longer. So my accent's probably all over the place.
2: Accent. What does that word mean? <laughs> Accent is. Um, are you serious, or are you kind of teasing me? I'm teasing you. Oh, okay, okay. The Egyptian guy talking about accents because I know
0: sometimes things translate a little different in that regard. So I just want to make sure. I Sorry. No, Freddie was
1: definitely giving me that side. eye like wink, yeah.
0: wink. <laughs> But yeah, it was a very compelling story. uh Kate Winslet played the the police officer, and they, I mean, she said her was her favorite character that she's ever played. I mean, that's saying a lot. She's been in a lot of really good yeah. movies. Um, but I could certainly see for an actor, it's it's probably a dream because she was such a character. Mare, who was the main character, was such a layered um character where she was both honest and noble, but uh, damaged and kind of tortured and and alienated people, and it just there was so much to peeling back of the different layers of the onion for her that it was a really fascinating character. Great supporting cast um you know mainly surrounding her family and the people that she worked with um and it was just a great story it was a good story it had different layers to it it both kind of involved a murder mystery and a long-standing stand- kidnapping that had happened a long time ago with an old friend of hers oh one um, of those uh hot
1: case cold case kind of things. yeah
0: yeah so it was very cool i thought it was well done and um it was seven episodes hour-long episodes but very strong and, uh, you know, Carly was talking about how she was disappointed they didn't renew it. And I'm like, there's no more to put here. Like, this was a nice, tight case solved. Yeah, it was, it was, it was solved and life was going on. And I really didn't. I was like, other than if you bring her back in some like cheesy ass, like Perry Mason way where you got to solve solving mysteries all the time, and how many murders you're going to have in this little small town in mid mid midwestern Pennsylvania, you know what I mean? You're not going to have a lot in the way because that. so. Uh, I thought it was perfectly done in the seven episodes it was done and uh, I thought it was great.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. So anything else going on? Uh,
0: Freddie, you know, doing anything lately?
2: Um, I just watched Manifest. Okay. The season three yeah. they came out. Okay. They still cool. didn't solve the problem yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like what... I'm not sure that they, the writers have decided what the problem is yet. <laughs> it's the slowest yeah. <laughs> season Yeah. <ever. laughs> <laughs> Nick.
1: <laughs> uh I mean I rewatched the Matrix trilogy recently. Oh well, nice. Yeah, cool. um and you know you were talking about Kate Winslet mm-hmm. uh having a real good time uh playing that character. Right. And I got to say watching Hugo Weaving play Agent Smith, I you could just tell that he's just having a great time. Great time playing that character. Not necessarily the most complex character, no. but no, uh certainly some, some of the more more uh um like, he just leaves an impre- like a very impressionant character, you know? Okay. What like, do you
0: think, let me ask you a question. Do you think he enjoyed playing that character more or V from V for V? Oh, Vietta? I
1: guarantee you he enjoyed playing Agent Smith more. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. I
0: mean, straight up, I
1: watched him... Uh, pick up a plate of cookies, smash it into a wall, and rave like a madman at an old lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he loved playing that. He had a huge smile on his face the whole time. <laughs> you know, he's like, "Oh, I get to play this crazy yeah. AI." You know, this this is awesome.
0: Yeah. So no, uh, we used to tease you all the time because Freddie's uh, Freddie was before you know before family life. Freddie was very much a man about town. So <laughs> you know, it, wait, what is up,
1: what does that mean?
0: A man about town. Oh, I think I, you know what that means. No, like, I, I, you are uh, one. You are one. You're I am professional one. Professional gentleman of leisure. Oh. And you are always out on the stroll. Okay. Anyway. Thank you for um, explaining though, because I didn't understand. <laughs> <how that meant>. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh yeah, so Fred used to go out all the time, and I used to always tease him because, like, you know, when I first met you, you wanted to be an actor. You're an aspiring actor, and you've never seen any movies. And I'm like, how the hell are you? <laughs> wanted to be an actor? And you've never seen anything. I, like, what, what, what made you want to do that? And so now that
2: you're home, are you finding yourself watching more movies and taking in more television? Still the same. No? <laughs> the problem is I watch movies, but mm-hmm. I just don't know the names after I watch them. So okay. I just forget about it. Right, okay. I don't know any of the names of the actors, nothing. So you can basically lay out the plot. Yeah. Okay. But All I've right. watched... That's why I decided to be an actor when I was in Egypt watching okay. Egyptian movies. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: there's a. am sure he was watching a lot of uh, Egyptian movies back in
0: the day. Yeah. yeah. Movies true, that you have seen. That I seen. probably haven't yeah. seen. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Yep. I feel like a jerk. Thanks, Nick. And you, Freddie. <laughs> 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 so, all right, guys. We're, um, Oh, we want to talk about a new segment we're going to be promoting because we're going to try to start... We're going to roll this out next week. Did you want to go over that, Nick?
1: Oh, yeah, so... uh, This was Nick's brainchild. (laughs) A little bit. It is. We have definitely gotten a lot of uh, interesting feedback Mm -hmm. uh, noting that there is a certain type of contrarian uh, appeal to the conversations we have Mm -hmm. occasionally. Right. And um, we thought we'd put a little uh, spin on it, give it a little uh, game. So the idea... Is that we structure an argument Between Mm -hmm. two opposing points Uh, You know, fun, silly, all that kind of stuff Lighthearted, of course Uh, But we then allow the audience to judge Who won that particular argument So we'll be uh, discussing how to put that up On the socials and stuff As we move forward But the segment is called I'm just saying And uh, be on the lookout for that coming soon
0: all right yeah so we're we're going to be brainstorming that for the next week and um you know keep your eye out we'll have you, you know, be able to respond to us um via twitter via email
1: uh twitter instagram uh yeah. gmail yeah. uh youtube facebook uh tiktok uh snapchat
2: my
0: god um hmm. very complicated
2: can I ask what topics are you guys gonna be talking about
0: that's a good question Doug
2: well that's something
0: we're gonna to have to brainstorm and as you know we're gonna to have to discuss kind of and I know one that Nick really wants to get into is for some reason he's in a big hurry to have this this get this first l um uh what's better for a considered a holiday movie um lethal weapon or die hard um which I love both let me be very clear on that and I don't want to give away any of the any way of the arguments but um nick has a perspective and a point of view that i probably don't agree with and that's one of the ones we're going to have a discussion about the first time um after that beyond that we it's all pretty much you know open. To, yeah open for you know if you have any suggestions please i, I actually do what's yeah. that
2: i was thinking about going a little um deeper into like topics we're talking maybe about love
0: oh and okay like in what your, regard
2: like for example i ask you what's the definition of love for mm-hmm. you okay and i'll right. ask Nate the same question and then you know, and I, start, ha- I don't know i'm worried i might start crying
0: and get all emotional then i don't know man i mean we
2: would need a couple of drinks to yeah you know, have, <laughs> you still don't know what to fly out about like my <laughs> i have a couple
0: drinks talking about that right? so but yeah no we can certainly do i mean obviously the presidential debate it will not be but uh we can certainly have a it won't
1: be the presidential like you no. won't
0: have that grandeur at that style no although freddie would be an amazing mediator that is true you he know? would so maybe okay. we should yeah we should try to have him back as much as possible to do that i'm down you down? Um, i'll so, come back all right yeah for sure um so nick um anybody else you want to try to get into the list i did do a list this week oh i'm looking forward to it all right so you know we discussed and we kind of worked up a lot of different um topics to kind of go over the past over the course of the the rest of the year we had a lot of topics we thought would be fun to discuss um i chose the one that i actually thought would be interesting and different because we hadn't really discussed anything around this while we discussed a lot of things about whether it's movies or or foot or not football. Well, football no, we did an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've
1: done movies, football, basketball. No, we've done no baseball, basketball. That's a lie. And uh, baseball hockey, we
0: probably won't do. And hockey we will never do. Uh, soccer. Um, football. Soccer, yes. You guys um, did soccer without me? No, we didn't do a whole soccer episode. We would love we, to do yeah, one We out. did
1: do a little bit of soccer with that. I like,
0: I'm sorry. I, well, like, what What are you talking about? I <laughs> talked about Ted Lasso. We
1: also uh, <laughs> you know, do comic books and we oh, do yep. uh, we video the games. We did best comic game. book movies. Yeah. We do TV shows a lot. Yeah.
0: Um what else do we do? I don't know. But the important thing is We talk about is, family life. Yeah. But the important know. thing is today today we talk about the machinations of how this information or these products are brought into our consciousness. Oh,
1: yes, capitalism.
0: Yes. It's a beautiful thing, Nick. <laughs> Live free or die. Um Die hard. Yeah, so no. <laughs> um <laughs> So today we but came that, up with that the that is list. actually a beautiful
1: uh, segue into what you're talking about. Yeah. Because so that today, is the
0: direct result of what this yeah, is. Yeah. what this is. So we're doing today the top 10 marketing campaigns mm. of all time. Um, so they're, they span a difference of time, be over a course of, you know, pretty much my entire life. Um, would you say that this from, list is
1: uh, comprehensive?
0: I would say so. Largely because this thing covers from 1984 to a, oh, wow. you know even modern day. These some of these ads are still either running or you know have been continuing over the course of a generation. Mm-hmm. So uh, we I, I guarantee a, you,
1: there's at least one ad that I've thought of that you do not have on that list.
0: It's possible. I mean, there's a lot of great ad campaigns, of course, Nick. What was yours? What is it? No, no no, 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 no. We'll, do we'll, one see, the we'll, we'll see. We'll okay. see if it's on the list. Now, will you say it's on the list? If, yeah,
1: I'll, I'll let you know. I'll okay. give you. I'll give you the credit where credit's due. Okay, as I always do.
0: All right. <laughs> okay. Um, this is why
1: your friends hate me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. They don't hate you. They find you so important and valuable to the show. You're an essential piece, Nick. So is the villain. The villain right, is an so, essential piece of the hey, story. Man, hey, and that's a lot of people's favorite guy. That's true. Don't forget that you're the Thanos of Randomish <laughs> Podcast. I'm the Thanos. <laughs> you snap your fingers and pisses everybody off. Um, all right, Nick, so you know I like to do my bonus, my bonus, not, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, Freddie, uh, he always has this bonus that he likes to do. He hates he, the bonus. He says, that there's, a, he says there's a top 11. 10 and there's like 13, you know, 11, 12, 13. There's 11
0: this time. But it's a bonus. It's a bonus. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the bonus one, the truth campaign, the non-smoking ads. Oh. While they have not been effective to me. Um, I have considered Stop Smoking. They certainly have given me things to think about. There was a lot of build up from the original truth ad campaign before they even really fully explained oh, yeah. what it was. And now they've continued. It's evolved as smoking has devolved or evolved into vaping for a lot of people. Yeah. They still have it in them to evolve with that. And now they touch on vaping and the dangers and the hazards of vaping. It does have a strong message. I think it is effective for the kids that grown up in this time period where they've gotten to watch these commercials, where you've actually gotten to see uh, it done in a way that's not cartoonish, that's not corny, that is uh, both a strong message mm-hmm. as well as a message that's relatable, and they do it and, and they they're able to kind of make it look in a way that it looks realistic, where you could you know you actually see kids that look like themselves or adults that look like everyday people that are going through these, these struggles or the decision-making process of the smoke or to not smoke cigarettes are you it's got anything good. to add
1: uh i mean i barely remember this campaign it's still on on what tv well who watches tv i do i mean like everything is on a streaming service these i days. Mean-
0: the truth ads are in, yeah. But even still, like those ads that pop up, the truth will still have ads pop up in those I guess. Type of areas. That's-
1: I mean, like I understand its importance, and I do remember them, and uh, it's a extremely effective campaign uh, as far as like their message and what mm-hmm. they're trying to do with it. But I don't know; it just it's not something that I would say is the greatest. You know, one of the top ten. Ad campaigns of all time. Well, I think when I it's, it's about certainly it's campaign, certainly it's certainly nothing that sticks in my mind is like, Oh yeah, that's great.
0: It was impactful. And I'm sure. gonna, and for a lot of my ad campaigns they were impactful. And they were something that you could remember. Oh, okay. So Freddie, do you remember the truth campaigns? Are you familiar with those at all? Zero. Okay. All right. All right, guys. So we're gonna move on to number ten. Now this one may have been a little bit before your time. Most certainly before your time, Freddie. Probably <laughs> the early point of your life, the Budweiser Frogs. Oh, the budweiser frogs. There was three three frogs. Let me paint the picture for you, Freddy. Okay. Three frogs on a like a a swamp or a, you know, what have you. And one was on one lily pad, there's the other one on a lily pad, and there's a third one on a lily pad. And the one started off with bud bud. <laughs> and then you have the second one go, "Why?" <laughs> The third one we go, R. and then you realize that they were looking at uh, a neon sign outside of a bar. I don't know who that puts a bar on the, on the on the next to a swamp, but whatever. You get it. Uh, have um, you
1: not been to southern Flo- or southern Florida or so- western Florida? Yeah, western. You mean Florida. the panhandle? Uh, yeah, I mean anywhere in Florida that isn't a major metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah that's
0: true. Yeah, I guess so. Also, I'm like, sure down to the bay you know, they the, have some New Orleans, yeah.
1: Um, you know, Fair enough. half Fair enough. the south of the United States, right. the country we live in.
0: You right. know. Well, half the south isn't next to water, but I get what you mean. Um. So, yeah, so the, they were still on the lily pads and they would bud wiser. And then, so then it evolved into then there was these lizards that hated the frogs that they wanted to take them out. And those are actually my favorite characters, the lizards. And they used to always talk about how the frogs are going to pay. And the frogs never paid. The lizard tried to blow them up and tried other different ways to kill them and it never worked Some out. Some Wile
1: Coyote shit. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's very much like that, which is, of course, my all-time favorite cartoon, which probably speaks to why I like that ad campaign so much.
1: Did you ever watch uh, Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner? No. no. The Looney Tunes at all? I do know 20? what that is. Oh. It was one of the best uh,
0: cartoons I've ever seen. I'd strongly recommend it for your child. Yeah.
2: What is it called?
0: Those Looney Tunes is the general cartoon. Uh, well, that's Bugs Bunny. Have you heard of Bugs Bunny? Mm-mm. Okay. The right. only cartoon I watched was Tom and Jerry. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's Tom and Jerry, a Jace, mm-hmm. um, where it's a lot of the same kind of physical humor. Yeah. So they're hitting each other and there's a lot of chasing. Roadrunner and Wile Coyote is Roadrunner is super fast. Wile Coyote is, uh, he self proclaimed super genius and he orders mm-hmm. a lot of different trapping machinations. In order to try to catch Wally Coyote, so he could eat him or Roadrunner, yeah. Excuse me, yes, correct. Roadrunner. Yeah, so um, similar
2: idea to Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. similar. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, there was Bugs Bunny, who's a legendary character, but he's a little bit different. He's more of a smartass. Um, Dress up as a Lady. lady to, yeah, what's that? Dress up as a Lady. Yeah, alone. no, there was um, there was certainly some some layers to his onion for sure. So um, number nine, this one's more of a recent one, okay. but I thought it was funny. Um, sort of clever, and it kind of made you kind of think about, uh, you know, trying this beer. Uh, The Dilly Dilly ads from the Budweiser, excuse me, the Bud Light campaign with the Bud Light night. And there was like a whole royal thing they had going on, and they were always celebrating. And it was always the last person that took the last Budweiser or the Bud Light would be taken away. Do you remember this?
1: I recognize the Bud Light Knight. Okay. I do not know the other Dilly Dilly. Yeah, Dilliettes. so Dilly
0: Dilly was the king. There was the king and there was the whole kingdom and the guy that always drank the last Bud Light was always like taken away at executed. Oh. So it was like a big deal where like they had to bring if you brought Bud Light with you, you were the man and everybody loved you. And if you took like the last Bud Light, you were you were finished, man.
1: I mean that that is Dilly accurate. Dilly. That's actually really accurate to how most uh college fraternity parties go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah fair point well everybody generally brings their own so hopefully that doesn't happen to too many people generally it's a good bet to bring your own booze for one
1: yeah let me ask you guys when's sure. the last time you guys went to like a good old-fashioned kegger god a good old you know just a really raucous i mean do weddings count yeah absolutely Wedgon- wedding like if they no, had-
0: actually my brother's uh my brother's renewal yeah, was that was about,
1: uh, that was
0: a good yeah, old fashioned kegger. I mean, they had yeah. I all
1: mean, right, <laughs> there was. Uh,
0: I mean, because it was less about the renewal, more about the like party. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the renewal was kind of a an excuse uh, to party. Well, I mean, they wanted to have friends and for their loved ones nearby. Right. Um. He made like what was, it? what was it? I can't even remember how many pounds of pork shoulder he made, but it was a lot, and I ate a lot of it. And um, so he made all this pork shoulder. And there was a lot of booze. They actually had a, a, a what well, a walk-up kind of deal, where you could actually, you know, order drinks. They had a bartending kind of walk-up deal. Did where that you guy work
1: for tips? Or
0: he worked for tips. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they didn't supply. It was weird. It was like they were they were basically just there as to be bartenders. Okay. All the booze was was supplied by the my brother and his wife, or if you brought your own, of course. Right, right, right. But they were there to simply just serve it. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean a lot it was of, weird. A it was lot just of like You just paid that. them just to serve them your own booze.
1: Oh well, I mean, uh, I've definitely heard of uh, you know people who have events that do that.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. But it
1: was
2: I thought. It was I mean, unique.
1: unlike uh, the last Friday I attended with, uh, or the last party I attended with Freddie, where he got behind the bar and he just served everyone <laughs> drinks.
2: <laughs> that was an uh, engagement. Yeah,
1: yeah. What was the last big party you went to, Freddie?
2: I think after the engagement, um, it was. Like the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a year ago. But after the wedding, I had a graduation party that I didn't expect is going to be that big. I'm going to mention their names actually in that podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're like twins, two girls that I've known since I moved to Florida mm-hmm. Gina and Rita. Um, they just invited me and the wife to the party and they said, oh, we're just celebrating graduation. So I just went there, you know, and they had DJ. In the back of the house for their party. Lights were off. They had like a couple lights on. Like, oh, the,
1: they really like sprung for it. They
2: were. They were inviting people from almost all over the state. Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, What's going on? <laughs> That's a legit party. I didn't yeah, expect that. No I just saw, you know, like the dad, the mom is gonna be cooking. No. They ordered like a special order for them. Uh drinks everywhere. They had uh, I think they had what, they had mimosas? No.
1: No, mimosas is like a
2: morning yeah. thing. No, they had St. Oh, way, I'm sorry sangria. I missed it. sounded like a good time. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually, the wife was, uh, she was pregnant at that time. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like in her first, you know? I bet she
1: was grumpy at the end of the night.
2: <laughs> no, she was just watching her belly. Mm, they would think I'm fat. <laughs> like, That's a baby.
0: <laughs> Miriam's a sweetheart. Yeah. I think, yeah. I'll teach he- him. Hmm? I'll teach him. You'll teach him? Yeah. Is he doing okay? He is.
2: Okay. He's
0: doing awesome. I love him, man. He's a great dude. All right. So number eight, Nick. The Twix Time to Decide campaign. That's still going on. That's still going on. I love those. I love as soon as anybody, like, from the left or right side of the Twix, because they basically have broken up the two Twix that come in each package. They operate as completely different functions of company. There's the left... Twix side and the right Twix side and if you say anything about the left if you work on the right or the right when you work on the left you immediately are taken through a vacuum tube they just hit the button and they suck you up and you're gone never to be seen again and they shoot you out of the top of the building and I love that commercial it's intense it's dark it's gritty and it's ridiculous <laughs> sounds like all the things you love it is well ridiculous of course my main thing so Anyway, do you have any thoughts on that, Nick, or should I move on?
1: I mean i I am an avid Twix lover, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm right Twix all the way.
0: Okay, I'm left Twix, of course.
1: That um, you know what that
0: makes. Of course, you would be. <laughs> of course, you would. I mean, you know, it's just a no natural, uh, naturally better Twix. So number seven, where so mo- I might get a little flack for this because I think everyone remembers the. Every kiss begins with K ad campaign, Ta-da! right? Yeah. I don't like that one. I think it's cheesy and I think it's. Oh, it's, I, think I just. It's dated. Look, all right. So I, I don't had, like it.
1: I had this buddy, Spencer, right? Right. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, his mother, mm-hmm. you know, was uh, dating some guy. Mm-hmm. I think his name was Randy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would come around all the time and he would ask her what do you want for your birthday what do you want for christmas all that kind of stuff and the only thing she would ever say is well every kiss begins with k mm-hmm. and this guy was so oblivious wow that he was like okay well yeah. i mean she she only says she ever wants a, kiss, a kiss so right. yeah. you know that's what he would get her lover boy <laughs> <laughs> And she was she was just very uh, very grumpy every holiday yeah, it seemed well, like yeah. she, a,
0: she was dating a dullard yeah sure. I would be disappointed too Nick um, but no I never liked the Kiss big winners bouquet you know what were the ones I did like number seven on my list the Zale silhouette commercials Remember I've never those? seen those it's just basically it's it's a lot of violin. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 and it's all done through the silhouettes of you watching these people like get basically get engaged or giving these rings or what have you, and it's all done through silhouette, So you can't see the people physically, right? You just see their outlines and their shapes of them giving them these and having these moments. It
1: sounds uh it's what, what, artistic. What do, you, what do you think that sounds like, Freddie? I don't
0: know, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. What are you doing? I'm just Nick saying. Nick like Pervert Nick? I'm just saying. Is Nick a pervert Or first I'm just saying Conversation. <laughs> I think they I think the twenty four is our last episode. Isn't yeah, it? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, what, what does it remind you of, Nick? No, Go I'm ahead. just
1: saying, like it is a very, uh, like Moulin Rouge kind of thing. You know, it reminds me of Chicago when they had, uh, you know, the girls on stage and mm-hmm. all you could see is the silhouettes. Yeah. You know.
0: You know, uh, Family Guy actually did a really funny little spin off of that one time. You know, Family Guy always does like little like mockeries oh, yeah, and yeah. deals where, you know, usually it's dun, 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 and then sometimes in, in the in the Zales commercials, they would blend in different like little phrases and things. And it would say, she will love this for a lifetime. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Very artistic, very poetic. Yeah. Um. Well, Family Guy did one where they had the silhouettes of the people and you see him slide this diamond ring on the woman's finger and all you see is her head just go down. Like, below oh, the camera view. The, oh, now who's the pervert, yeah. Doug? Well, I mean, Family Guy. Now guys. who's the family pervert? Family Guy did it. I didn't do that. You want, you're, and the and then, and you're the quote one watching, You're the one who brought it up. And the quote is, sales. <laughs> oh, no, diamonds. She'll pretty much have to. <laughs> <laughs> so I always thought uh, that was kind man. of funny. I had a friend who worked at, at sales, actually.
1: And let me tell you, um the things that she would tell me about these people and the way sales went down mm-hmm. uh, and all that kind of like the whole industry mm-hmm. of diamonds mm-hmm. is it, it really kind of like ripped the romanticism and the illusion away for me for all of that hmm. because they're not precious. They're not unique. They're way overvalued. And like a lot of them are, uh, you know, found and like mined through like cruelty and stuff. So, yeah, of course. And the idea that you need one in order to solidify your marriage or like to you know have this, it's a status, you know, symbol. It's a status symbol, but like it's pure vanity. <laughs> Did you you know? know,
0: once upon a time in history, the pineapple was considered a status status symbol. Yeah, only the very wealth, rich and wealthy has had pineapples. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I don't know why I went down that little rabbit hole, but anyway, but yeah, yeah, no, that's it's, it's
1: just like. Uh, the amount of pressure that's put on the diamond industry and the mm-hmm. amount of pressure that's put on people who are looking to buy diamonds, perhaps, right. uh, like they sell you on the idea of love. And if that's what you, uh, personally, this is my opinion, if that's what you need to like solidify the idea that you mm-hmm. might love somebody or that somebody loves you, there's something else wrong.
0: Right. No, <laughs> you no, know? fair enough. Now I did buy my engagement <laughs> in wedding ring from Zales. Hey, you know, good for you. So the the ad clearly worked on me. Number six, mm. one of my all-time Did you go to the snack. mall? Yeah. 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 Um, number six. Where did you buy yours? Mine?
2: Yeah. From Egypt.
0: Nice. That, that's the way to do it because yeah. it's uh It doesn't even cheaper? matter where you bought it from. You say it's from Egypt. It immediately sounds more exotic. Where did you get this ring? From Egypt. They're, from they're like, Egypt. oh. It's
1: like, where, where did I get my friend? From Egypt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: where they have the real gold.
0: Hey, where did
1: you get your tacos yeah. from Egypt? From Egypt.
2: <laughs>
0: so, so much more exotic. Um, all right, number 6. The old spice man, your man can smell campaign. Oh, that's a good one. I love these commercials. I mean, it all started with the one guy who just started off with the line I was saying you mean to Terry Crews. No, no, he oh. was way before this. Oh, okay. And the guy was like, "Hello ladies, look at your man. Now look at me. Now look at your <laughs> man. Now back to me." sadly <laughs> he isn't me but if he was me and he just goes about how great he is i mean and just they like all this stuff happens to him have around cast, him
1: they could have cast freddie for that role
0: i mean yeah he wouldn't have even yeah, had to yeah. act yeah right. um so i mean but it was an amazing it's hilarious still it's one of those ad campaigns i can watch and it's still funny very gifable um just quotable just an amazing ad campaign why do you guys keep looking at each other you're having moments and stuff over there it's like this like nonverbal communication i'm very uncomfortable with what's going on over there yeah, yeah you guys I, keep doing it i don't know if you even know you're doing it but you guys are doing it
1: well all right what's
0: this going on over there uh, d-
1: all right you're sat across the room from us mm-hmm. i can't see freddy
0: if i'm looking at you but yeah but then every time i look over freddy's like this <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like at some
0: point he's like kill him
1: <laughs> like the audience can't see what you're looking like right now but basically you just squinted
0: your eyes at us right with my face under the microphone like so you can only see my eyes that was kind of the idea oh goodness yeah. yeah so anyway the old spice man did you did you were you a fan of nick of I, I love man? the.
1: i love that commercial
0: yeah, I remember one at some point he ends up being on a horse inexplicably. He's like, I'm on a horse. And he just like rides off. Yeah, the whole terrain and changes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> By the way, I can't wear Old Spice because it burns the shit out of my armpits. Really? I cannot wear it. I'm having an allergy to it. So did my father, apparently. Did, did
1: you ever figure out what that was? Or?
0: <laughs> I just assumed it's an allergy to Old Spice. Well, I mean, like there's got to be an
1: ingredient in I Old mean, Spice. sure there is,
0: but I mean, most other deodorants I have no problem with. It's okay. just Old Spice. I put that shit on. It feels like there's a fire underneath my arms for like three for like an hour. Well, I mean,
1: I've since outgrown deodorants that have um, scents like Arctic
0: Blast and Blue. What do, do you assume that was the type of Old Spice I bought? I mean, that's kind of all no, Old Spices. well I mean, I mean, I haven't worn Old Spices. I was 13, and I'm pretty sure they just have liquid ice. I wear um, I wear a El
1: Fuego de Diablo. <laughs> like that's that's most Old Spice flavors.
0: You know, come up with more names for your old Spice <laughs> They're amazing. Send in a list of those. See if we get some sponsorship. Forest Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> white Gold. Uh, um, that's, so, a real, that's a real one. Yeah. Is it White Gold? Oh, I have no idea. Well, Okay. Number five. All-State Mayhem guy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good, good one. Man. And he goes, I'm Mayhem. And he goes, well, no. You know, he always started off with. Whatever the whatever the instrument of mayhem was going to be was what he was. I'm a Christmas tree, and you try to wrap me up one time with this simple little wrapping and put me on top of your car. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to fall off the top of the roof. And he would just like it would show the th- physically rolling off the top of a car, supposedly being the tree, and this car runs up over the tree and gets into a car's so a five car pile up. I just
1: like how ridiculous every situation is. Or
0: he was the. I always liked the moment where he was in the attic and he was a uh, was he a raccoon or a. Something like that. I don't know, but he fell through everything. But like, he like tore everything up, and he was like <laughs> digging <laughs> stuff up because he was nesting. He was like, I'm, I think it was a um a possum. I'm a possum. Yeah, that's and I'm weird. making a nest, and he like tears up these people's attics, and then basically the whole you have to be ready when mayhem happens. So have Allstate was the whole idea of the, of the ad campaign, and uh, it was it was incredible. Like the guy was great, and he's a really, I mean, he was a great character actor. For see, you guys did it again. It's super weird. Um. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's super weird. There's a weird vibe going on over there, and I don't like. But I'm gonna let it go. Look, I haven't seen um, Freddie
1: in a very long time. No, I've I understand.
0: Seen- I know. Maybe yeah. you're gazing each other's eyes. It's possible. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it was just a great ad campaign. Are you familiar with that one, Freddie? No. <laughs> it's okay, Doug. It's okay. Whatever one Freddie is familiar with should
1: probably be number one. You're absolutely... You know what? You let us know if you're ever familiar with any of these.
2: Do you, Do you want me to add one to this Please, list? I would sure. love... Yeah. Sure, but please. Th- we'll th- be an ornamental number two. I, I don't think anyone will relate to it. It's from Egypt. But please. Gonna, no, sure. it should be but, great. All right, I'm Let, all let for me, it. Let me yeah. explain it to you guys. So they're basically promoting the pill.
1: Yeah. And Which pill?
2: Like birth control pill? Yeah, just like a pill. That... Like any kind of pill? No, 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 no. It's a specific pill. Okay. I think it's just... It's like it's Viagra? Supposed, it's supposed to compete Viagra. Oh okay. oh, okay. Yeah, okay. see, yeah. I, I nailed it like first okay. try. Yeah. I wonder why. Wow. Look at me again, Nick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 All right, tell me about your Egyptian Viagra. That's so exotic.
2: It is, you know. <laughs> I just want to it's say in an Arabic, Chris, and then I can explain. Twice it as to powerful, you know?
1: tenth the cost.
2: <laughs> so, it's about this player that used to play soccer. Okay, and he would open his closet, and this guy, <laughs> this guy, would come out of the closet, <laughs> ask him, like, um, "How is he staying fit?" When right. he's that old, because this guy's like old. Old, okay. He used to play in the World Cup right, before right, was yeah, even born. Right, yeah. right. And he was just like, "Tell him, Kilo C's. yep, the He's just saying like, the brand of the pill. <laughs> it's right. Like, you just don't understand. It is Kilo C's. <laughs> That's what makes me that fit.
0: That's awesome.
1: I like that. <laughs> it's like I, you take this pill and it just solves just, all yeah. problems.
0: Stay, stay. Yeah, you get it. But if he's seen that player, yeah. he's not fit at yeah, all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
0: great. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you, man. That's good. I'm glad we have one then. Yeah. All right. So number was a number four. Flo from Progressive. Mm. Legend. She's a legend. How much money do you think that one was made from these, these ads? I don't know, but she's still doing them I mean, she used to just be the lady to stand in the middle of this imaginary Progressive store. And it's evolved now where they're doing, like, full-on productions of them going on vacations together yep. and doing, like... Well, it's a all whole crew now. Like ex- They've expanded their ex- yeah, cast list. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I, um,
1: uh f- like, the Flow commercials, especially, like, during the pandemic. Yeah. When they would um, have to be separated and do the virtual right. stuff. Yeah. And I think my favorite one of those is when her coworker didn't realize that... Uh, her mute button wasn't on, so she was just complaining about Flo and her coworkers the whole time. It's like, oh yeah, that's Flo, the mouthy one, the one that doesn't show it up. She's like, um, your your mic is still on. She's like, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> My favorite one, I think, is when they first introduced the Jamie character. You know, Jamie's the redhead that's yes. kind of obnoxious. When they had him on there, and he was kind of, do was supposed to be like an after-school special. Where she's going and talking to him because he had just lost a game or just lost a sale, basically. And he said, um, you know, he was talking about, you know, and she sits down and she's like, you know, Jimmy, you just got to go out there and try it one more time and do your very best and be your, very, you know, and he goes, why don't we, why don't we go out for some ice cream? And he goes, really? with sprinkles and she snaps at him sprinkles are for win winners <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my favorite one
1: you know I, um, did, I didn't realize that that's actually a really good reference to uh an alec baldwin quote sprinkles sprinkles are for winners uh coffee is for
0: winners okay. is what alec baldwin oh, says yes 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 yeah. yes closing or something it was like yeah it was a yeah. salesman right mm-hmm. um what am i gonna say my favorite salesman pitch is from is from uh, the boiler room i think though with uh matt with what was
2: his name? Ben uh, Affleck.
0: Affleck. Oh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. We start talking about how he, he drives a Lexus and he's like he throws his keys on the table. He's like, What up? And he's like talking about everybody. It's just a good scene. Um
1: I'll have to go look it up. Yeah, it's a good scene. Freddie and I will look it up together. So
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, I would say Flo do you find Flo I always found Flo appealing. Did you? No. I mean, she's not the AT&T girl, but I've always had a little Who's twinkle in my the eye. AT T girl. Can
1: you describe Flo and the AT T girl to us, please? Yeah, uh, they're both brunettes. We, we have no idea what you're talking about. They're
0: both brunettes. They have distinctly different looks. Mm-hmm. Um, the AT and T girl is a little bit more bombshelly, buxom, you know, kind of deal. As for Flo, is just kind of got a unique quirkiness that I find kind of cute and witty. Mm-hmm. So that's my description. I like Flo more. Do you? Than AT T girl? Yeah, I would like the cute ones. Okay. well, We should take a look afterwards. Yeah. Um, Number three. This one's going to be before you guys' time. This is actually really early in my time. Oh. But it's such a legendary campaign that I couldn't leave it off the list. The original 1984 Apple campaign. It was cutting edge. It was state-of-the-art. Nothing had ever been done like this. It was the original launch of Apple and kind of your whole first- push of the at-home pc Mm -hmm. it made it look like a very futuristic kind of uh dystopian kind of oh future yes this Um, was
1: the 1984 reference ad yes the one where uh apple kind of like um you know was presented as the big next thing
0: right yeah so this was a legendary ad um i might be underselling it putting it number three but i thought it deserved to be at the very least in the top three, some would argue maybe because of the breaking, the groundbreaking nature of it that it should have been number one, but I had a couple more that I liked that I thought were maybe even more groundbreaking. I mean, number one probably is just going to be flat out because it was just my favorite ad campaign maybe ever. Um, number two, sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. Boom, 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 boom. Do you know what I'm talking about? no oh like mike if i could be like mike it was one of the greatest ad campaigns of all time the michael jordan like mike gatorade ad campaign that jingle was in my mind anyone that was born from 79 to probably i would argue 87 at least and maybe even up to 89 both of us Mm -hmm. are younger than that right Right, I know. That's why I said this may not jingle to you guys, but it's such a legendary ad campaign. Um, I mean, it was nothing but him. Now, it's total bullshit now because you realize he's probably an awful human being who probably yelled at the kids for not doing things the right way. You've actually
1: said this a number of times now. Uh, Why? Can you explain to me why Michael Jordan is such a god-awful, rotten, terrible human?
0: He's quite simply maybe the pettiest man on the planet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he invited his he. So there's a whole great story. I don't want to get too deep down the rabbit hole because this could be doing this for a minute. Because I was once a Michael Jordan like sycophant. Right? Is it simply that you feel betrayed? Uh Partly.
1: partly I'm sure. It's um, like his n- quite normal behavior for. No, it's who, not normal. It's uh, not normal. Uh, let me tell you. Let me you, let you give an example. Betrayed once you found no, out no, the truth.
0: You <laughs> asked me a question. Let me answer it. He was famously cut from his high school basketball team in 10th grade. Michael Jordan, if you can believe it. 10th grade high school basketball team. Could you imagine the greatest basketball player to ever laced up a pair of shoes goes out for his high school basketball team in 10th grade and is cut? Years, years later, 34 or whatever years later, he is nominated and elected into the Hall of Fame unanimously without hesitation. He invites, you know, family and one special friend the man that made the basketball team on his 10th grade in his 10th grade year over him. Just basically to stun on him. And basically was like, look at you and look at me. <laughs> I'm Michael Jordan. And you are random dude that made the basketball team over me. Just a super petty man. Um, there was a, there's just been a ton of stories. If you read the Jordan rules alone, um, very unlikable. That's kind of when of a starter for me and just stories that have gone on from that point on I'd have that heard um, that's my favorite story that I like to tell how he invited the guy that made the basketball yeah. team over in high school just to basically like be like I became this guy and you're you um how about that um just stuff like that over the course of years you'll you know I I could probably tell more stories but I might swear if I started doing that but I would I would honestly the first step that I would tell you read the Jordan rules. I have not heard of this. So. Yeah, it's a book that chronicles his first year of his first championship. Okay. Um, and just the just punching teammates in the face on a couple of yeah, occasions. I, I remember just hearing about like him that. bullying it's just not generally his fellow acceptable. teammates. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just berating mm-hmm. them, you know, talking trash. I mean, even years later, they did a 10-part documentary series. Not 10-part. I don't know. I forget what I mean. It was a multi-part documentary series, and he was still throwing shade at teammates from, like, the 90s. You know what I mean? Just kind of like just taking cheap shots where he could just because he may very well be the pettiest man alive. Why but anyway. Do you, why do you think he's so petty? Just because it's unnecessary. Like, you're the greatest. You're considered largely and basically unanimously the greatest basketball player that ever lived. You should be happy and satisfied with who you are as a human being. You are, you went from being a spokesman in an ad campaign for Nike and for Gatorade to becoming your own brand. He's not just a businessman mm-hmm. anymore. He is a business man, right? okay? Like, he's not... He is one of the greatest athlete entities of all time. He was the original Space Jam man. There's nothing else that you could... There's the laundry list of accomplishments that he's had over the course of his right. life. He's the first ever athlete to become a owner in American sports history. Right. Like I said, largely considered the greatest basketball player in history. And you have to do these petty little things and throw cheap shots at people and still do shit to torment your, you know, your teammates and things like that years later. It just seems kind of unnecessary and it seems small and it just seems ridiculous. Right. And I guess um, the question is, like, why would he do this? Is it?
1: Oh, is I mean, he, is knows? he just like he can't let go a man of things that, or is I think he deeply he's a man, just miserable? On the no, inside? I
0: don't. I think he's a man that's hyper competitive. Yeah. I think he's one of those people, much like a lot of great, great CEOs, and great athletes and people that reach the top and pinnacle of their profession, there's a little bit of psychopath in you. Yeah. Like generally when you look at and it's one of those things they talk about in different articles, the mental makeup of your top flight CEOs, your top flight athletes mm-hmm. not are not completely unlike those of people that are psychopaths and serial killers. There's a there's a pathological kind of una like I'm well, not, you know, that's not the right, the right, the way I'm looking for the a singularly minded or singularly focused kind of driven and goal to be great at this thing that you're willing to sacrifice no matter what and sacrifice whoever, whoever it takes in order for you to reach that goal. Wow. So, um, uh, I think there's a lot, I mean, they actually did a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called the greatest, I think, or the goat or something like that. And it basically gets into the mindset and talk about to these Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, Jerry Rice, Michael Jordan, people like that. Right, And what makes them tick? What makes them so, you know, it was like Kobe Bryant once said, you know, how many people, how many relationships he had to give up and friendships and relationships and what have you to be what he became in basketball because he had to sell himself completely to this goal and this dream yeah. that everything else had to take a back seat, even family, even love, anything. He had to take a back seat to his, his, his end game goal. So anyway, I think there's it's a unique, it's an interesting look at why someone's this way. But sadly he's this way. Yeah. All right, Nick. You ready for number one? Mm.
1: Is this one that Freddie has heard of?
0: Have you heard the one that I that you had in your mind? Uh
1: so there are a couple now. Okay. Uh I'm curious to see if you will uh have this listed as number one or not. Probably not. You know but i think the um, this is your mind on drugs mm, that's ad that is a good one. is freaking amazing you know uh, years later we're still making memes out of this you know where the uh, girl um, takes a frying pan and just freaking wrecks her own house you know after saying yeah, this is your mind on drugs and stuff right. uh, i think that's great uh, very impactful. Years later, mm. after seeing this ad, maybe a handful of times, I still think about it occasionally. Uh, I still laugh at the memes that are generated afterwards. People are still uh, referencing it here and there. I also think that this ad is probably the funniest story for me. Uh, <laughs> and I remember the first time I ever saw it and the first time it ever came on. Um, because that was, that was the day before... Uh, best Buy had one of its best sales ever, um, and that was uh, because this ad came on and everyone uh, very hurriedly uh, broke their TVs. I believe it was Orkin, but um, the ad would start off pretty normally, you know, referencing like a family or whatever it was, and then all of a sudden a very lifelike cockroach would crawl across the edge of the screen interrupting this ad That was still going on in the background, and so many people like threw
2: shoes
1: or like tried to swat this cockroach or whatever. And only after this thing had been crawling on the screen for like five or six seconds, did the Orkin man peel back the edge of the ad and like kill the cockroach on the TV. Wow, yeah, or whatever you know the company was for. But that was so realistic that there were reports of people like having trashed their TVs in response to this uh, roach that they had seen. (laughs) And it just goes to show you the power of advertising.
0: All right. Well, I sadly don't have either one of those, Nick. Number one for me is about a man, Nick. He speaks French and Russian. Superman has pajamas with his logo on them. Sharks have a week dedicated to him. He's both a lover and a fighter. He's also a lover, but he's also a fighter. So don't get any ideas. He's the most interesting man in the world. The Dos Equis most interesting man in the world ad campaign. That is a good one. That's a legendary one. Nick, uh, now, have you heard of the Dos Equis most interesting man in the world ad campaign, Nick? Uh, Freddie? No. No. God damn. <laughs> well, you're not in trouble, are you? No. No. Are no. you in trouble? No. I'm just okay. checking up. Okay. All right. Um, take a picture so you can so They like you know I we're did. responsible. You did I okay, did. very good. All right, gotta verify <laughs> the whereabouts. But yeah, Dos
1: Equis uh, sold a lot of beer with that ad campaign. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, it was. It was made, it, I ordered was, a
0: Dos Equis once just to have the same beer as the most interesting man in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. did that make you more interesting? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> did their job then? Yeah. So, um, that's my list. Is there anything? I mean, obviously, you had a couple that you yeah. did, but what did you think overall? Was it strong? I, mean,
1: I thought those are some very strong choices. Uh, I think we're leaving out Geico, which has mm. a, a number of strong ad campaigns all throughout their career, you know, from uh, the Gecko to the Cavemen, everything in between. But uh, I think, yeah, everything is uh, pretty good.
0: Gecko was good. Yeah, the Geico Gecko was pretty good. I probably would have. That was a good one. I maybe couldn't put that one over. The <clears> I mean, because the Dilly Dilly got no traction with you guys. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the list. We're on to time. Do you know what time it is for now, Nick? Yeah,
1: I, th- I think uh, we have just a little bit of time to squeak in those like two or three random facts that you want to put in there.
0: All right. So you know how I did, Nick? I did. The five random facts. Is it five? It's five. You but sure? There's a bonus. <laughs> um, that's the I'm, gonna get, I'm leaving. I can't I can't take <laughs> this anyway. What anymore. do you hate the bonus for so bad? <laughs> the bonus is fine. Alright. You ready? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> facts. Doug's fun facts. Freddy's earning the show now. The bonus one. Yeah. Tons of countries celebrate their independence from the U.K. Did you know, Nick, the British Empire grew ridiculously large before calling, before scaling back down? Some 62 countries eventually declared their independence from the Empire, 48 of which celebrated an Independence Day from the U.K. Did you know that? Yes, I did. You knew 48 countries celebrated an Independence Day from the I U.K.? Don't,
1: I don't know which 48 countries they are.
0: but which I do... those 48? I knew that there was a lot of them, yeah. Okay. Number 5. Did you know, Nick, Manhattan tap water isn't kosher? I did not know this. No. He said tiny isn't? Is not, yes. Mm. Tiny crustaceans have been detected in the tap water of New York City, and while these creatures pose no health threat, they technically disqualify the water from being considered being considered kosher. Wow.
1: That's why you got to get uh Brooklyn water bagels.
0: <laughs> okay all right all right number four nick did you know this did you know nick you can actually smell the rain i know people talk about that but did you know you literally actually smell the rain uh yeah i mean i live in florida i am a
1: native floridian and mm-hmm. therefore i have the uncanny ability to not only smell the rain but just walk outside and go a storm's coming
0: right you just look up in the sky and just go a storm. Very serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see you doing that. <laughs> Wettern patterns produce distinct smells, and one of these is a lightly pungent scent of ozone that springs from fertilizer that can be carried in thunderstorms downdrafted from higher altitudes, alerting those with sensitive noses, much like our friend Nicholas here, mm-hmm. that the rain is about to fall. I smell that, too. Oh, I once, smell once earth. You, yeah it once earthy
1: once you it's that it's that uh fertilizer that right. cow shit
0: you smell yeah. <laughs> I prefer the term earthy nick yeah yeah all right it's number a sh- 3 it's a shitty smell right number 3 did you know nick queen elizabeth would not sit on the iron throne when queen elizabeth paid a royal visit to the set of game of thrones in northern ireland She refused to sit on the Iron Throne for legal reasons. Oh, that makes sense. As the series co-creator David Beninoff told Esquire, apparently the Queen of England is not allowed to sit on foreign thrones. This is an esoteric rule we did not know about until that moment. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So the uh, Queen of Elizabeth could not sit on the Iron Throne.
1: Now, do you think that's an actual law or rule, or is that more of a, uh, she
0: just didn't feel like sitting on that throne? I mean... Uh I think it's a real rule. You think I mean, so? considering how weird the royal family is about some of their rules. Well, I mean, you you are uh supporting the theory that they're actually vampires, so I mean I I didn't support it. I simply reported that it's something that's to be out there as a belief. Oh yes. Okay, remember we talked about that. I didn't say that I supported or stood against any of these. I just simply found them interesting. Yeah, maybe flat earth <laughs> should be one of our I'm just saying. <laughs> why i would agree with you <laughs>
1: well I mean, I mean i can be a contra- <laughs> as you well know i can be a contrarian regardless yeah, no, i feel
0: like there should be more organic differences of opinion not you no know, let's just make up some bullshit argument to make i mean it might not be bullshit dog i mean maybe not i'll save that
2: to the next episode yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so number
0: number two london cabbies have to li- memorize literally everything if you take a taxi cab in London, you can expect the driver to know exactly where they are going since they are required to take a series of tests known as the knowledge. These require them to study 320 routes and 25,000 streets and not to mention 20,000 landmarks and places of interest estimated to take as long as four years to fully complete. That is some serious freaking cabbing. Is it cabbing? Yeah. Oh, huh. the London cabbies. Yeah, but like, is
1: the term for being a London cabbie like Are you cabbing? Is that like I mean, what you're you do? are a cabbie.
0: Do? You're a cab driver.
1: Yeah, but like, I don't understand. I asking don't. Asking. I don't know if cabbing is the verb. Um, well, no. But I mean, can you imagine? Not. You know, going into your career as a cabber, a cabbie, cab cabaret. And
0: requiring a, a college-equivalent de- degree to do it? I think that's how everything should be. You think so? Yeah. Wow. I think if you're going to do it, and it—well, see, that's part of it being a socialistic, you know, society. They have—I mean, everything's very—it's seemingly very uh, specific to whatever your role or whatever what if your you job get, is. you get, like, and three and a half expert. years
1: into your knowledge, and you're like, I kind of want to go, you know, cook at a restaurant instead? And you know. start over. Oh, okay, and then you get two and a half years into that, and you're like, well, I kind I mean, of want. You wanna, might be able to. I get kind of, of want to go second,
0: second thoughts. Yeah. you can't go your whole life being this guy, though. I mean, because I mean, to be fair, even whether you're you're in a socialist society or a capitalistic society, you know, you've got plenty of people that do that kind of stuff that yeah. are just kind of. They never figure out. You have lifelong career students and things like that. I mean, I know people that go to college for twelve years. Yeah, that's true. You know, and don't really figure out what they want to do because their mind seemingly changes every three, four years. So I well, mean, yeah, it's possible. Uh, well, honestly, you, you can't really blame them because, to be honest,
1: um, to consider yourself the same person, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, as you were three, four, or five years ago, that's
0: that's tough. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, though. I don't think that's going to change. What, this is the, my dream. What, the entertainment aspect? Well, yeah. Being a personality or podcast or radio personality, that's just something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I don't think that's going to change.
1: That's that's true. I yeah.
0: think I've found my niche, Nick. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for helping me find it. Um, number one. we just have a moment? You looked at me like you looked at him all show. There was a moment between us. Don't be jelly, Freddie. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Things have changed. Um, like I, I don't know if Freddie
1: could be jealous. No, no, you know because what Freddie and I have is is special. <laughs> it's special.
0: Yeah, it, it, is. it is. It's yeah. special. Maybe the best picture I've ever taken was the picture of you two together. That was such an endearing, warm picture between the two. At your everybody house? thought you guys were a couple. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, we're not. Yeah. Everybody um, thought so. Oh, okay. Let's don't do this here. It's going to get awkward. He's not to how you know? Uh, look, I know you're. you're I know you're married. Yeah. But.
2: No, no, The true love is different from that. No, I,
1: I still think of you. Yeah. No. Me too. <laughs> Can we finish?
0: <laughs> All right. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Did you know, Nick, there was a U.S. park ranger that once got hit by lightning seven times. At the same time? That would be Roy Cleveland Sullivan. I mean, his middle name's Cleveland. That should tell you part of the luck he has. Park ranger of the Shenandoah National Park in Virginia, who between 1942 and 1977 was struck by lightning on seven different occasions. That's God! How you must think this—the world hates you. You you gotta like, you gotta stop standing at that
1: spot in the park. (laughs) You know, like at some point, you just gotta
0: like stop carrying that lightning rod around, bud. (laughs) I just wonder what damage it did to him long term, or if he had some kind of ticks or anything because of this. That's I mean, I knew a, my basketball coach last English teacher was struck twice, and I mean, he, I don't know. I mean, he seemed like he was fairly normal, but I mean, seven times. How do you? Uh, what? All right, one. I know like, they damn near killed my coach. I know that at least one of them. But like,
1: what? Being struck twice is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like being struck once is crazy rare. Yeah. How do you get struck seven times? And why do you know somebody that was struck twice? He's my basketball coach. Yeah, I know. But, like, why is that a thing at all? Right. You know, if you you get struck once, that should be it.
0: Like, you've done your time. No, you (laughs) You would think. (laughs) But, um, But him being struck seven different occasions earned him an entry in the Guinness Book of World Records and the nickname the Human Lightning Rod. Yeah, no kidding. He survived all of them. And lived till the age of 71.
1: Have you heard of the... Do you the, think you
0: walk up to women at bars and be like, Hey, baby, I'm the human lightning I'm rod. I'm surprised he could walk, Doug. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe. Maybe he <laughs> couldn't. I'm the human lightning rod. Have you ever heard of the unluckiest man alive? I mean, it could arguably be my man here in Mr. Cleveland. I know. Cleveland right? Sullivan. Roy.
1: All right. Uh, there's this story of a guy who, um, like... He continuously ended up being one of the sole or, you know, few survivors on like four or five different terribly tragic accidents, Mm -hmm. you know, that he almost died Mm -hmm. like four or five different times throughout his uh, life, like within a span of 20 years or so.
0: You know, see, that makes my M. Night Shalomon influenced mine. Wonder if he's not like the unbreakable. dude.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy eventually dies. The Unbreakable. Dude? Oh yeah! Well, don't spoil it for me. Oh, i never you not seen, seen it. No,
0: no. What the fuck well, are you doing?
1: Well, that movie's been out for years. I don't care. Look, there, there. Bad show. Sorry. Bad form. All right. So there is a there is a, a time limit that you're allowed to.
0: It's not like the two years that Mr. Glass came out. It's been years. It's been like two years. Like Mr. It's... Glass isn't that old.
1: I'm sorry. i I'm, I'm pretty sure. That the uh, time limit is like nine months.
0: You know? Right. It, it, you're lucky. See, like, if you a Porter, <laughs> he would be like so flustered. Now, you're lucky he loves you. Reporter's Porter's here, if he bumps in the mic, he's like. <laughs> 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 I'm like, chill, chill. <laughs> Was um, Porter here before? He's been oh, here a yeah, couple yeah. times, yeah. He's oh, been well, on he, the show once, twice, uh, I think.
1: Oh, I mean, Freddie's not like flopping around on the floor yeah, like well, a fish. It's not <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nick was so like I oh, wish you'd had been. He was like he was so tense. When <laughs> was rolling around on the ground. I was just sitting there like um, what is this kid it was doing? Bizarre. Yeah, it was super weird. But um yeah, so no, I think that um yeah, I would certainly argue that 2 years is not long enough where two, you could at least put out a spoiler alert time. Spoiler alert. Um so, I mean, anyway. So Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Mr. Glass wins. Yeah, great. Um, Freddie,
2: we're about to wrap
0: up the show, sir. We're
2: so happy to have you on. Yeah, thank Thank you for coming. Did you think the experience? Did you have a good time? Actually, loved it. And I thought about adding something to it. Maybe like uh, every time I come in here, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe say one information about you know where I'm from. From Uh, Egypt. Not not specifically Egypt, but I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys a question too. Please. Please. If you know the biggest country in Africa, which would be, Zaire, no. Do you want to give it a guess, Nick? Um, uh, the largest Morocco, too close. Oh. Algeria. Okay. Yeah, it's the biggest country in uh, Africa, like landwise. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I did. I did do a report one time, and I had to pick
0: two countries from Africa, from the African continent to mm-hmm. write about. It. I picked Nigeria and Zaire. And I was like, why did I pick these two? These are like two <laughs> of the biggest countries in Africa. So there was so much information. It was like, it took forever. But um, yeah, no, that's very cool. All right, Algeria. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Algeria? Yeah. Did you know that? No, you didn't, obviously. You said, what did you say, Morocco? Yeah, I said Morocco. All right, well, at least you said something inside of Africa. That would have been embarrassing.
2: Morocco is in Africa.
0: I know. I said at least he said something. Oh, yeah. It would have been it's terrible. It's like, oh, something.
2: you mean like Turkey?
0: <laughs> 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 Named after the bird, right? <laughs> Uh,
1: i'm just an american guy i'm Uh, just
2: glad you know that morocco is in africa yeah thank (laughs) you
1: i mean a lot of people wouldn't even know that uh and this is just a failure on the american education system a lot of people wouldn't even recognize that egypt is in africa but
2: it absolutely is oh trust (laughs) me i know yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they heard egypt they know that my camel is waiting for me out there oh my god
0: So, but anyway, Freddie, it's been a delight having you on, bud. You're welcome back anytime. Thank so, you for having you know, me. Please come back and join us again at some point. This I know. This made me and Nick's day. Um, he had been talking. I know Nick specifically has been yeah. talking about having, trying to. He's been trying to figure all these different ways to lure you into our lair to uh, have <laughs> these conversations and have you on the been, show. Been casting my fishing so, rod out. Yeah, I now, really now I kind of the- get it. How he keeps looking at you over and weirdly staring at you. Um, so, but anyway, to the rest of you all that you've been listening today, um, we always like to thank you once again for uh, joining us here on the rando podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world and you chose to be here with us tonight and this today and we appreciate that. And uh, so for the rando podcast, I am your host, Doug. And I'm Nick. And I'm Egypt. And uh, <laughs> stay random, my friends. Yeah, I tell your mom said Hi. You got, a, you, got a, you got a thing you want to say on the way out, Freddie? I uh, say yeah, little, you stay random, my friends. Up. He says, uh, say hello to your mom Which is me, very which is wholesome. Bizarre. It's a wholesome thing. Okay.
2: I need to think about mine. Yeah. Take your time.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, Nick can filibuster for you. <laughs> He's really good at that. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll just say go Egypt today. And ho uh, oh, salam. <laughs>
2: Mosala. <laughs> Mosala. Yeah. All right guys, thank you. Thank you.